Oh, Mad Handle Podcast. What's up? What's going on, Big Easy? What the man? How's Texas life? Texas life is Texas life, man. Went from 75 degrees on Sunday to a cool, brisk 40 degrees. Woo. So, so uh, yeah, getting a little chilly out there. It keeps you on your toes, huh? Keeps. Uh, could say that again. How's uh, how's the East Coast? It's good. I've developed like an intense hatred for umbrellas. Yeah, it's just the city slicking, just getting poked in the eye. Well, you're you're pretty tall, so short people, their umbrellas must be hitting you right in the face. Everybody's umbrellas hit me directly in the face. <laughs> Doesn't matter the height. It's either you hit me like nipple and up, and it's just, it's rude. <laughs> it's disrespectful. Because I'm, listen, I got three minutes to get from Herald Square to Penn Station on my train. Move it or lose it. I don't have time for this umbrella, slow walking, looking at the at the stupid Macy window, like, get out of the way, Grandma. Oh, that's the best part. Oh, I don't like it. A little window shopping. Uh, it's become the bane of my existence. Checking out all the cool lights and everything. Dude, I, I never... <laughs> what? I, I hate umbrellas. And I hate people who go on, people who either walk up or down the stairs on their phones. Why? Oh, because like you're on the go and they're kind of like taking their time. Well, how do you expect to like briskly walk up or down a flight of stairs when you're looking at a cell phone? Yeah, uh, that's true. And what are you looking at that's so imperative you have to look at at the 25 seconds it takes to walk down a flight of stairs. Everyone's on the go, man. Big city hustle. Enough. Mm. Put the phone away, get down the stairs, and get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> Welcome to New York. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of my way. Well, speaking of New York, might as well jump on into the New York Knicks, huh? Hey, man. Did we find our guy in Mike Miller? <laughs> well, I think since we last talked, right? I think since the last show, uh, Fizz has been fired. Oh, no. All right. Yeah, let's backtrack a little bit for uh, all the people who rely on us for their next <laughs> news. Um, yeah. David Fisdale has been let go from the team. <laughs> We're, still waiting. We're still waiting on the official uh, Steve Mills, Scott Perry like press statement regarding the f- the firing, but uh, well, I, I think I think they released some like stupid little like internet like letter. Oh, re- oh yes, like the thank you for your time. We, we we wish you the best of luck in future endeavors. Blah blah blah. Do you think when Alonzo Trier read that like statement, he was just like laughing and like giving this computer the finger the whole time? Alonzo Trier. Yeah. Why? Because he hates Fizdale. Fizdale won't play him. Ah, okay. I, that, that took me a second. All right. Yeah, I like Maybe. it. I like it. But, uh, yeah, man, so Fizdale's gone. Uh, to my disappointment, I thought the ex-NBA player, Mike Miller, was coming on the coach, but it, it, it's not Mike Miller. It's some... I, You know what, man? 
I, I really, I wish this was a thing because Nick's Twitter is so rampant with just nonsense. Yeah. How is there not like a poll taken, like an anonymous poll? How many, what was the percentage of Nick fans that thought that our assistant coach was Mike Miller, the former NBA player, and not the Westchester Knicks ex-Westchester Knicks head well, coach? Well, that's Miller. what I'm saying, right? Like, I legitimately thought that we were getting – this like six foot nine ex NBA champion coming on to be our head coach. I was pumped. I was like, Oh, and this guy just won coach of the year in the, in the D league. Like, Oh man, like, all right, good stuff. No, it's just some old bald headed Italian man. (laughs) Who might I add has the highest winning percentage of any Knicks coach of all fucking time. So you watch your mouth. All right. That's true. You're 500. Speaking of the Knicks, they're absolutely throwing a whipping on the Atlanta Hawks right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's 98-72 in the third quarter. Hey, man. Trey Young said it. You got to get him some help. (laughs) Yeah, right. Dude, I hate Trey Young. Oh, I I love it. There's there's enough players on that team for them to be, like, competitive. Also, dude, your arms are like spaghetti arms. Yeah. You look like a baby. Shut up. <laughs> oh, is that Dennis Smith Jr. coming up with the play right there? Nope, Alfred Payton. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, what are we now, two and two under the new coach? Uh, might be three and two because we lost in, De- in Denver. But you know what? We came back from a 20-point uh, deficit and then f- forgot how to score for the final five minutes. But – we showed fight and came back, and that's all that's necessary. I mean, we didn't start off that great, right? We lost by, like, 25 to Portland or whatever it was. Yeah, it was tough. But, I mean, you could definitely tell that he, he's playing the younger guys a little bit more than Fizz was. But you can actually see that these guys are, like, coached, that are coming at, you know, timeouts. There's actually a play ran for somebody, and it's not just – Hey, we'll give it to Julius Randle who'll just dribble it for 23 seconds and chuck up a shot. Exactly. And like and for any fans that want to say that oh, you know, they still do ISO stuff, whatever. Yeah, the NBA is kind of ISO heavy anyway. Yeah, every- off the ball. Like if Portis or Gibson or any other dude whatever just is setting a back screen off ball like that's the shit we weren't doing with Fizz. That's coaching. <laughs> it's, at, you know, it's running plays. Yeah. I, I think the best part about, like, the, the Portland game was the first play of the game, I believe, was a, a, a set play for – I think it was Bobby Portis in the corner for a three. And, like, he nailed it. It's like, oh, wow. Like, the, already, like, one minute into his tenure, he's, like, setting plays. Which should have been a standard, but, you know. So, question. Do you feel bad for Fizdale? No. He's paid for the next two and a half years. I would love to get fired and be paid for two and a half years. You know he's going to go right back to Miami, become like another Spolstra assistant, just hang out in Miami with his wife, and that's about it. Just live the dream. South Beach. South Beach. But, yeah, no, I don't feel bad for him. Um, and what's funny is this, like, 
NBA coach camaraderie bullshit that everyone's oh, like ridiculous. He's the fall guy. And like, yeah, no, like we all know he's the fall guy, but like, can like every coach not band together to fight? So one day a coach will be president. Like, just like, come on. He sucked. Yeah. He sucked. I mean, he, he's the fall guy. Yeah. But he's also the guy that was brought in here to bring you know, those big names to the Knicks, right? Like, oh, he's got these relationships. It's all about his relationships and all this bullshit. And the best players that we've gotten here under his tenure are Julius Randle and Marcus Morris. Like, come on. Didn't even get a meeting. Didn't even, yeah, didn't even get a meeting with Durant. Like, yeah, he was the fall guy, but he did nothing, absolutely nothing to help him his own case out. Yeah, so uh, it's tough because I know that, like, we tend to look at this shit from the jaded Knicks viewpoint, and we go down these, like, tirades on why these guys aren't good, and then, like, a couple years goes by, and I'm like, man, like, ah, was he that bad, or I don't know, lost that <laughs> trade, or, like, look at this guy, like, dropping 15 a game on this team, he's, like, a contributing NBA player and we buried him on the bench, you know, like that shit happens. Like yeah. Channing Fry, Trevor Ariza, all these guys have just made long lasting nay nay NBA careers. Just they've been in the league for decades. Yeah. And we just throw them off our teams. But like I didn't like Fizz. No, I I, I didn't like oh jeez. I didn't like Fizz either. Well who is it? Mitchell Robinson just threw away an inbounds pass. Oh boy. Sounds about right. He he he's one guy that I feel like has not gotten much better this year. So yeah, I wonder when 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 is this going to be a point that we start bringing this up? How instead of player development, we tend to prioritize player regression. What what do you mean? Every young guy we have like either stays stagnant or somehow gets worse. Yeah, no, I agreed. Like, I think he's taken a step back. I think. Kevin Knox has taken a step back. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., I don't know if he's taken a step back or he's all just sucked the whole time, but... Well, uh, so, yeah, that that was the one guy I wanted to touch on big time was Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah. Um, he's, he's the prized, like, asset in the Porzingis trade. He sure is. I mean, you look at Dallas. They're right now third seed in the West. They just snapped. What is it? Milwaukee's like, what was it? 18-game winning streak or something? Yeah. Um, Without Luka, which means that, you know what that means. They're a good team. They're a deep team. Everyone knows their role. They're well-coached. And that means that those first-round picks are going to be like late 20s. Yep. We're going to have to keep trying to find gems in the late first round. Which, realistically, which is the funniest thing, is that, like, Perry was able to get those two picks from Dallas, and those two picks are going to go to the guy who's going to replace him because we're yep. going to send those two picks to Toronto, to Toronto for Masai Ujiri, which is hysterical. Well, like, that's going to be the proposed thing. Would you do that? Are we giving Masai like full reign to do whatever he wants? 
I think that's actually- I think that's the only the only way I think right now we get anyone to come here is if they have full reigns. I, I think even if it's like not even a well known guy. Yeah, no, you're right. Because everyone knows, unfortunately, there's the stigma. There's the James Dolan stigma that just like screws all this up. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm going to go off on like an anti-Nix like tangent, but I'm going to re- reel it in. Um, those picks are trash. Yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. was the ninth pick or the 10th pick. We picked Frank ninth. Like, he was supposed to be like this prize lottery pick that like he's athletic. He, he's really good downhill. I love that. What is he, he's a fucking a, bowling ball? Yeah, he's a really good downhill player. Yeah, apparently the guy skis. Like, what are you <laughs> talking about? He's a good downhill player, but he's not very good uphill, across hill, east of the hill, west of the hill, behind the hill. Yeah. But downhill, just, downhill, he could do that. And then the funniest thing is he just sits on the bench. So, like, downhill when? In practice? I, are they just being nice by saying that he can dunk? Is well, that what downhill means? And then, yeah, honestly, probably. Probably, yeah. because he's athletic and he jumps. And if you think about it, that's the guys that, that I feel like Perry has, like, gone after. Yeah. Like Perry's been one to get the just get the athlete will tr- almost like trust like just like trust the athleticism and hopefully it'll work out and if it doesn't it's a short-term deal and he's gone. I I think that's okay if you have good coaching, right? Like you go after these athletes and you have and you have coaches that can coach these guys up. But we don't have that. <laughs> yeah. We don't have you know, someone that can coach these guys up. It, hopefully, you know, we'll see what Mike Miller does, I'm sure. I think just the simple fact that no longer having Fisdale here has gotten the players to play just, like, a little bit harder. But we'll see what Mike Miller does. I doubt that he gets, you know, any, any shot of being the coach next year. I just wish I, – I wish that, like – the Knicks, the NBA, well, you know, the NBA slash the Knicks in particular had like almost like a minor league or like maybe there was somewhere we could send Dennis Smith Jr. to like find rhythm and get himself right. And like, that's the D league now. Oh, 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 I forgot about that. (laughs) Oh, dude, send him down. What the fuck else is he doing? Yeah, that's true. You think it's like an ego thing? I have no idea, but send his ass down to the G League, dunk on a bunch of idiots, feel good about yourself, and come back and hit a jumper. Well, he just actually made a really nice pass to Kevin Knox, but I agree. I, I, I do like Alonzo Trier. Like, there's another guy that we're, I don't know why we're not playing him at all, really. Yeah. But also, like, you could even tell, like, last year, you knew he was, he's a one trick pony there like he's not really gonna pass much he's not gonna play much defense he just kind of scores the ball yeah which is fine if you're a winning team but if you're a horrendous team like us that needs our players to do everything then it's not just gonna work yeah 
it's and, it's a different situation for for the Knicks. We tend to prioritize these players that we watch for anywhere from what? How many games do you think you watch a year? Anywhere from what? 65 to the full 80, not 82, but 65 to 80, maybe yeah. round up 6 to 80 games a year that we watch that we like to put these guys on a pedestal and then you think like oh actually would he like even make the bench on a championship team yeah probably not would he be the 15th man on like the spurs or i don't know warriors or any of these like high regarded organizations like i don't think so yeah most definitely not so before we leave the the whole next conversation who do you think is the most tradable piece that we have right now? Well, I don't know if you could hear that. Oh, no, the hands are the hands are oh. not sure what's going on over there. Oh, I'm doing a lot with the hands right now. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you smacking Felix's ass right now? <laughs> um, December fifteenth, baby. That yep. means every free agent was is eligible now to be traded. A.K.A. Marcus Morris, Bobby Portis, Alfred Payton, Julius Randle, Wayne <laughs> Ellington. See ya! Wouldn't want to be ya. Like, See you later, guys. It's been fun. Whatever it is you want. I, and I'm start like, it's funny that the NBA has just become this, like, media circle that, like, now we know when these players are eligible to be traded when, realistically, the deadline's in February. All these trades get done right before the deadline anyway. So you're just going to sit here for the, with this guy for the next month or two. But, like – But it's always – but honestly, like, this is right about the time where, like, you start talking about these things, right? Like, it's true. teams are kind of like, okay, like, we're out of it. You know, let's start making deals. And I'm ready. Anybody you want, take them. Julius included. Rand- yeah. Randall, see ya. I think you got I think right now we're at the point where we have to package him with whoever a team wants. And honestly, that's why our return on the Porzingis trade was so fucking abysmal because we had to throw in Hardaway's hideous contract and Courtney Lee's. Yeah. I'm not packaging anybody. Yeah, well, we don't yeah. sign anybody with, with this alleged cap space. So what is the need to like take a, a, a shittier asset to get rid of this dude's contract when we don't even fill the contract with anybody good? No, I, I definitely agree. And I do think, you know, going into this deadline, I think the biggest name that everybody's going to be talking about is Marcus Morris. Just because, I mean – I I never realized how good of a player he actually was. <laughs> He's actually pretty good, and I think he'd be like a great piece for like a contending team that like just needs that you know that one extra player, kind of like you know the Clippers, a team like that. So you're right. I, I think the number one asset that we have is a Marcus Morris because. A lot of these contending teams, and I mean, any like good team, will, like they want a dude who thinks he's way better than he is, who's not going to take shit. He's not afraid to D up the best player. He's not afraid to take a shot. And like Marcus Morris has done all that. He used to guard LeBron when he was on Boston. And like, you know, like 
it's not that he did well, but you know, he was there and he would try and he would take the assignment and do it. Um, yeah, no, I mean, he, he's definitely, you know, kind of been there, done that. He's been in a whole bunch of different situations. I definitely think he's that type of guy where if you're missing that one piece, whether that's a starting player or a bench player, he could do both. And now, like, you know, I'm a big Bill Simmons guy. Yeah. He hates Marcus Morris. Or, yeah, Marcus Morris. I thought I was like, wait, Marcus, Marquis? Um, Why does he hate him? Because he's a ball stopper. He's like, dude, anytime he came in off the bench on Boston, you would dump him the ball on the high post and he does a mellow and holds it from the elbow and tries to figure it out. And it's like, dude, you're not the number one option. Yeah. That's probably why he came to the Knicks. So he could be that. That's the whole thing. Like, yeah, there are like good stats, bad team players. Like that's a real thing. Yeah. So it's like, it's what Randall is, you know, like it's why they're on the Knicks. So like, there's a part of me that's like any contending team knows that this guy's a jerk off. Yeah. But then I'm hearing trade shit that the like Clippers are interested and they want to throw Mo Harkless in a first. Thank you very much. Yeah. No problem, baby. Yeah. I think right now, if we're dumping these players and, and we're legitimately talking about maybe trading picks to get, you know, Masai out of Toronto. I think we try, you know, just give us the whole those first round picks. Let's package a couple of them and actually brings bring in a real executive here. So this is fake trade. Total fake trade that I saw today on Twitter. But I'm not totally opposed to it if we don't get like the return that we're hearing. Because I'm just a jaded fuck, and anything I hear, I, I hear through like a bunch of different things. Because I've been here, you know what I mean? Nick fans, what what do we hear? It's just a fan who tweets something, and then everyone else retweets it. Yeah, we all we all real thing. We all jump on board. Yeah, we're getting Durant. Oh, we're getting Giannis. Ah, Kyrie. <laughs> so, <clears throat> a three teamer. Which is always exciting. Because, Ooh, like, love the three-team three trade. Love, yeah. the, love all the moving parts. Big time. So, Miles Turner from the Pacers is to the Hawks. Why would they trade Miles Turner, though? Because they have uh, – what's his face? Sabonis? Sabonis, and you can't play two bigs in today's NBA. And they're like, neither one can shoot. So they're both like packed the paint and they kind of have the same skills. Gotcha. Indiana receives Marcus Morris and draft picks. Atlanta gets Miles Turner, as mentioned. And the Knicks get Cam Reddish and your salary bullshit to fulfill the trade. I don't hate it. See, you know, you know me, I'm a, I'm a Duke guy, right? Yep. So I liked Cam Reddish coming out of the the draft or out of you know college last year, but I don't know from what I've seen of him play this year. He everything that they're saying about him, like he lacks that motor. He's not that great of a shooter. Yeah. He's got a lot of things to work on. You could definitely tell that. Yeah, like those are his negatives in the NBA too. And it's always a sign when like. You, like you're in a college game and you could forget that the dude's on the floor. Yeah. 
It's like, oh, dude, that's not good. Like, no, not good at all. You're supposed to be standing out amongst the college dudes because you're going to be with guys way better in like eight months. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he was falling behind <clears throat> Zion and RJ as like that third guy, which like I get it. Well, like there were some games where you know he was kind of completely invisible. Nobody was even talking about him. Yeah, which that's never a good sign. But uh, also, hey, again, the whole like jaded Knicks fan thing. I'll take a lottery pick. Yeah, I mean, year out from him being a lottery pick. I don't think we're getting some like unprotected lottery pick for Marcus Morris anyway. No, I definitely agree. It's. I feel like trades don't happen like that anymore. All the GMs are too smart. It'll be like one through ten protected, and then it'll turn into two seconds next year or something stupid. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I feel like if better offers are on the table, of course, there are better offers than Cam Reddish and salary for Marcus Morris. I don't know. <laughs> But, yeah, for a one-year rental of a guy who has no future with a team, because Marcus Morris is only on a one-year deal. Yeah. Maybe the best is Cam Reddish. It's true. And, I mean, let's say that, you know, that deal is not on the table, and, like, but the Clippers deal for a first-round pick is. Like, how do you say no to that? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Like, you're giving me a first-round pick? Yeah. For a guy, for basically, you know, a, a half or a quarter of a season of Marcus Morris, sure, take him. Now, again, it's kind of like what I said before, the Mavs. I mean, the Clippers are like one of the best teams in the NBA. Yeah. So, I'm sure their pick's going to be, what, the 28th pick in the draft. But um, it's a pick. It's a first-round pick. It's a pick. <laughs> and, and I guess it, it comes down to like, you know, kind of like what Danny Ainge did, right? Like he just, it, it's, it's an asset. Yep. So it's, it's a first round pick. It's an asset. There's a lot of things that you can do with first round picks, like trade them for year I am Messiah. So that's it. But speaking of, you know, the trade deadline and all this trade nonsense, what are some other uh, teams or players that you think could be on the move, you know, once everyone's able to kind of trade these guys away? Well, that's what I think is super interesting. Like this year in particular, um, there's, there's a couple big names that are out there, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're going to be moved just because of their salaries. And like, who's that? Chris Paul, Kevin Love. Like, these guys make too much money. You have to match the salaries. So any team that wants them has to give up, got their roster for a guy who's going to make $38 million in four years. Yeah, it's – yeah. So the whole Kevin Love thing, like, I I feel like it's almost every year where you just hear his name mentioned in all these, like, deadline rumors and stuff. It really is. It's kind of funny how consistently he's been in trade rumors. Yeah, I, like, I think back on the T Wolves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was just like every year, like, oh, this guy's going to get moved. This guy's going to get moved. LeBron hates him, but they're trading Kevin Love. <laughs> but you know, they're they're fine. I think this year is the year where they're going to deal him. And I do think Portland's that team that like kind of really wants him right now. 
do they? They have so many injuries, and they can match that like bad contract basically with like a Hassan Whiteside or like a Kent Bazemore. Uh, yeah, I guess. But then, like, what is your lineup like going to be? Nurkic is done. Collins is out. Melo can't play D. Kevin Love's not known for D. What's your front court going to be? Love and Melo at the five and the four? I think Melo's still going to come off the bench. Okay. Uh, I'm not. Who, who else do they have as a center there? Well, they have Whiteside. It depends on who they really trade for. By the way, Hassan Whiteside, what happened to that guy, huh? What happened to him was, dude, he is. Dude, yo, keep getting them checks, Hassan, baby. Yeah, that's a. Yeah. Like. My man. There's two roads as an athlete there's the guy who strives to be the best, spends his days in the gym, does his thing. Ah, I got it. I want 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 it. And then there's the guys like me who just. It's a job. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. What's my paycheck? Is a cash check? <laughs> what account is it going to? How about let's spray it up into these? Wait, hold on. Did I just say does the cash check? Does the check cash? <laughs> does the cash check ch- cash been, checks and snapping necks, baby? I've been drinking. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm drunk. I've, I've been, been drinking. I've been drunk, <laughs> drinking, drunk and drinking. But. No, like, and he was a dude, dude. I mean, you remember overseas in China, then he came back, like, got his second chance or third chance in the NBA and, like, worked himself into a big-time deal and good for you. But now yeah, he's oh, of course. Slacking. Yeah, no, I mean, good for him. Uh, I definitely think that he's probably one of the bigger names that could be, you know, dealt this offseason. Or, I'm sure, sorry, this, uh, what the hell is it called? Trade deadline. But there's always, play, you know, a lot of players move. I feel like Danilo Gallinari is like one of those players that always gets brought up into these conversations. Oh yeah. Um, any surprises or like anything that you think might happen that will surprise some of the league? No surprise, but I don't think is like talked about as much because the Grizzlies kind of told him like, Hey, don't come. Yeah. We're not going to play you, but we're going to trade you, but we're not going to buy you out as Andre. Yeah, I think he would. He's going to be that guy that like everyone's going to try to bring in for that postseason run. Yeah, I mean, he always gets like the buzz, but I just think it's so funny how teams are able to be like, "We're going to pay you. You're on the team, but just don't come to where we play." Ever. <laughs> I'm um, like, if my boss told me that, I'd be in heaven. Like, ah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. For 15 years. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Kev, so here's the thing. I'm going to pay you your full salary. (laughs) You know, every couple of weeks, you're still going to get that same check. But I just don't want you to come to work anymore. I don't ever want to see your face. Like, I'd walk out of there with a big smile on my face. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Right? Just do that little leprechaun skip and just walk right on out of there. Like, click your heels on the way out? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. What did I call that? A leprechaun skip? <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been drinking. <laughs> oh, but yeah, so the, yeah, that's uh, that's always fun when you just leprechaun skip out of places. But uh, that's it. That's the goal. I got a couple of surprise names for you. 
I like it. All right. A couple of them are going to come from the same team. Okay. Uh, I think LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan might be a couple of names that are talked about this, this deadline. So we have been teetering on this edge of have the Spurs finally lost it? Yes. Yeah. the Spurs decline? We've been talking about this for probably, what, five to six years? Yeah. And uh, I think they finally lost it. I think so, too. I, I do think that when they did sign LaMarcus Aldridge, I was kind of like, ooh, like, okay, like they're, they're trying something different here because they're not really, like, getting that homegrown guy. And honestly, I really feel like that deal backfired on them big time. No, worst thing that happened was Uncle Dennis. That's true, too. Dude, when they signed Aldridge, Kawhi was on the team. That yeah. was like LaMarcus was supposed to learn from Duncan for that year and then take over as the front court player of the future. Yeah, that's true. And Uncle Dennis was like, nah, bro, I want new balance ends. Kawhi don't want to play here no more. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, dude, they uh, when you're relying on DeMar DeRozan, Rudy Gay – and Marcus Aldridge as like you're like every day we're trying to win in the NBA stuff in 2019 that's not good it's time to move on but so another thing here like yeah like DeMar DeRozan like his name could be brought up in trades what a fall from grace for that guy huh they're they're talking about like he might not even get like max uh extension like offers or max deal offers in the offseason. Well, no offense, Tamar. What the hell are you doing? I, I don't know, man. When he was on Toronto, they were making those runs. I know, you know, they didn't win with him, but they were making some pretty decent runs, and he was having some really good years in Toronto. It's the East, man. I know, but I'm just saying, like, if he would have stayed there and putting up those same numbers – he, I mean, there's no question about it. He'd be a max player, right? No, you're right about that. As far as the money, yeah, he'd be getting his, yeah, he'd be getting his money. You know, now it's kind of like, all right, is he going to get traded again? And maybe he's not. Maybe Kyle Lowry is the secret to success. Maybe Mike that's Lowry. it. Mike Lowry. <laughs> Kyle Lowry. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Kyle Lowry's going to be in Bad Boys Three when it comes out. I like that. Oh, that'd be incredible. But yeah, so anyone else that you think, uh, you know, their names could pop up? Maybe you know, just as a name that you've heard or something that could surprise people. Well, as as you know, an NBA beat writer, yeah, I got my ear to the ground. I'm hearing what's going on. I, I, I'm making calls. I'm getting stuff. I'm. Getting, you know, I'm getting hits on my beeper. It's a lot of stuff going on. There's some rumblings in the Big Easy. Uh oh. I don't know, man. I the Pelicans aren't looking too hot. No, they're not. Zion hasn't. I there was. I got a notification today that he practiced. Oh boy. When he got injured, it was a six to eight week timeline of him being back in a game. Yeah, it's, it's been over weeks. Old. He hasn't even practiced. Do you think they're just taking it slow with him, or do you think there's like something legitimately wrong? 
No, I, I think they're taking it super slow, and I think that they're scared about how much weight he's got on him. Yeah. He is a big boy. Yep, he's gonna have to go to uh he's gonna have to go train with Dwight Howard. Just <laughs> be vegan, hang out with my girlfriend. There you go. You'll do yoga. Fine. Yeah, do yoga, pretend to be vegan, you'll be fine. <laughs> um, but no, dude, I think you should look out for Drew Holiday and JJ Reddick. Those two names make a lot of sense. A little fun fact about J.J. Redick. He has never missed the playoffs. Wow. Duke. Duke for life, man. Never missed the playoffs in his career. Drafted by the Magic. Was on those final teams right away. 9 10, whatever the hell. That's crazy. Bucks, the Bucks, the Clippers was bounced around. Like, never missed the playoffs. I don't think that he's just going to be like, okay, being 33, 34 on a 10-win team. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think you're right. He's going to be a guy that could be moved there. He's a shooter. He has experience in the playoffs. Like, I think he's gone. I think he's more so to leave than a Drew Holiday. Or he's easier to get than a a Drew Holiday, if that makes sense. I agree. I I also can't like get my pulse on Drew Holiday. Like one, you know, a couple of weeks, like I go like really like him as a player, and then I'm like, eh, you know, he's he's okay, he's not that great. I just go back and forth with his game a lot. I wonder how much of it is like legitimate talent, and how much of it is looking around and being like, really. I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of both, but I I just. I'll never forget when he sh- when him Rondo and Davis like like destroyed the Blazers in that first round series and swept them. That was awesome. That was like fun to watch because like I was completely shocked that that was happening. Like destroyed Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum. Like he they didn't yeah. know what to do when Drew was guarding them. It was funny watching that series because, like, besides McCollum and Damian Lillard, Portland literally had no other options. Nothing. Like, yeah, it was tough to watch. So, like, it's because that's – we're not too – we're two years away from that. Yeah, we're it's true. We're two years removed from that. So, it's like – it's not like that was that long ago. So, like, you know that that player's still around. But it's like, is he going to get up? for a November game when Lonzo Ball's chucking contested 32-footers and Josh Hart's doing whatever the hell Josh Hart does. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know, like, human psyche's got to play into this after a while and be like, ah, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, fuck it. Are we going out tonight? Yeah. So I got another name for you. I like it. Let's go. Before maybe we move on from here, but I got this name is kind of like, oh, by the way, Vince Carter's getting a standing ovation from the crowd. I think it might be his last game at MSG. Dude, he does not look good this year. Mm-mm. Like, you know when guys like, are like, oh, wow, he still got it. And then, like, instant, it's like, it's like a snap of a finger. It's like, whoa, he don't have it anymore. Yeah, I think this might be his last. Uh, this year was just like, oh, yeah, he don't have it at all. Nah, poor guy. But the Knicks are 
Mix are up 143 to 118 right now. Dude, I just got the alert. They won 143 to 120. Sweet Jesus. Yeah, I mean, uh, from what I've seen, they Mitchell Robinson got like seven straight alley-oop dunks. He was walking back there. Nobody was playing defense on him. That's but, the East, baby. <laughs> but, all right, so last name here, Andrew Wiggins. Ooh. Wow. I think, I think this is the year where Minnesota realizes that, you know, even though he's putting up the numbers and all this and that, they need more. They need to really build around Carl uh, Anthony Towns. So I think they got to make this move and get some pieces for him. Kevin Wojanowski with a Woj bomb. Woj bomb. Woj bomb. I like it. I like it. Took a couple Wait, of Woj so bombs this morning. Are you just pulling this out of your ass, or is this something that you kind of read somewhere? No, I'm kind of pulling it out of my ass, but I did. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, I, I just feel like they're, they, they're a team that, first of all, I don't really like Cat. So – that's one guy that I'm like, ah, like, can they build around him? Like, are, should they? But if they think that he's the guy, it's time to trade Andrew Wiggins and actually build around Carl Anthony Towns. And we, we've been around sports enough that you have to trade high on players. Big time. And like, he's having a good year. He's having a great year. He's putting up numbers. He's like buying into the system. This is exactly when you – He's like, he's like, you get rid of him. Yeah. You just got to find that team, like a team like, I don't know, like Sacramento, Phoenix, like a team that, that is not going to be able to reel in like a big-time free agent, and then you just fleece them. You just try to fleece them for, you know, Wiggins. And you sell them on potential and all that other crap. Yeah. That, that's interesting. Because it's funny. The guy that I always hear out of the T-Wolves is Covington. Yeah, true. But what's funny is I think that Covington fits their system like really well. Me too. Plays defense. Shoots the three. Doesn't need the ball. He seems like a very good guy for, honestly, any NBA system in 2019. But uh, I like that, that Wiggins thing. That's interesting. Heavy Wojnowski, what can I say? Because you know what? Like, Towns is playing so well that they're going to have to shift, like, their focus. And they, I feel like they already know, like, Towns is shooting, like, eight threes a game or something absurd. Like, he is their offense. Yeah, exactly. But it's also, like, you're going to have to really pivot and make him, like, literally really? everything runs through him. Wait, what did you say? Really what? Like, really pivot. Oh, pivot! 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 Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Oh, I was just watching that a couple of nights ago. It took me a second to catch what you were talking about. You're like, pivot! Oh, I got it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so why don't we shift gears a little bit? Since we we don't have too much West Coast. Uh, representatives here. Why don't we switch it up and talk about the freaking, what are they, like 23-4 and four now, L- Los Angeles Lakers? 
so impartial what's what's your thoughts on these lakers man so i've always been i've been a fan of anthony davis but like i've always gone back and forth like is he really like as good as people have hyped him out to be and yes yes he's he's as good as everyone has hyped him out to be i think he's on pace to kind of win mvp and win defensive player of the year this year yeah oh and by the way lebron's averaging 26 10 and 7 like unbelievable that this guy is still putting up these numbers please league and assists right i'm pretty sure yeah it's when you look at like the only other player from his draft class still in the NBA. Well, I shouldn't say that because you got Melo. Yeah. And Kyle Korver. And this dude's like in the MVP like conversation. It's fucking absurd. Still, it, it's nuts. It really is nuts. But Dwight Howard from the 04 draft. Like signed on a vet minimum deal, non guaranteed deal. Yeah. To be the backup center. And he's younger than LeBron. And he's it's like crazy. leading the team. It's amazing how he's still doing what he's doing. And I mean, listen, you could you could tell that ever since he left Miami, he was looking for you know, to get that big three, right? He was you know, he had Kyrie there, they kinda got Kevin Love and they thought that in Cleveland that they had their big three there whatever but i think he's finally found that big 3 here in la whoa 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 i'm sorry big 3 big 3 the los angeles lakers big 3 i mean i'm aware of a big 2 do you mind like filling me in on the third yeah it's anthony davis okay who's the first two then it would be LeBron James and Alex Caruso, my friend. <laughs> Woo! Oh. My guy, Alex Caruso, just dunking on everybody, looking like a maniac. Alex Caruso, a.k.a. the substitute math teacher. The freaking lumberjack substitute math teacher. <laughs> Dude, all right, if you had to go with the ugliest player in the league, who would you say it is? Oh. oh, my God. Dude, there are some ugly motherfuckers in this league. Like, Boban is an ugly fucker. Oh, that's true. Guy I forgot. Like Lord of the Rings troll. I forgot about him. But I would say that Alex Caruso's up there. Yeah, he definitely do- doesn't have, like, the attributes that you would think of as, like, a point guard for the launch, like Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. But, uh, yo, I, I like his game. He doesn't give a fuck. Surprise! A new Buick? For me? Uh, sorry, guys. Let's take a moment for our sponsors at Buick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, dude, he, uh, I said, I like his game. He doesn't give a shit. Like, he tries. He'll throw He's it down. On you. Yeah, he'll throw it down on anyone. And honestly, I, I think. And they're starting to play him more and more. That I, I think he's their crunch time point guard. Told you, he's there. He's the missing link there for the big three. Well, who is who else are you gonna play? I mean, you could still play Rondo in those situations, but yeah, but no, not as an off ball fucking point guard. No one's yeah. gonna respect a shot. No, that's true. That's Especially true. Especially in the playoffs. Yeah, 
I think they're still like one more piece away. And do you know I, who that piece is? We should have mentioned it before. I just thought of it now for the trades. Who's that? Kuzma. Oh, you think that they're trading him? Dude, is the odd man out? He's the only young. He's the only asset that that team has. So why would they trade him then? Because he's trash. Yeah, he well, hasn't... I shouldn't say he's trash, but he doesn't. He hasn't on been that team. Yeah, he hasn't been playing that well this year. LeBron's best position is a four. Anthony Davis prefers to play four. And yeah. Kyle Kuzma at his best is a stretch four. Yeah. True. Do your three best players play the same position. Yeah, you can't have that. And then at crunch time, like Kuzma's going to defend who? Like Kawhi and Paul George in the playoffs? No, he's not. No. So who do you, who, what do you think they look for then? They, they need like a Covington and to get off salary and like a pick or they aren't, or I, well, actually no, they don't need picks. They need win now shit. Yeah, they need to win now. I don't know. Yeah. Do you go like, yeah. Do you go for like a Drew? The Pelicans ain't touching the Lakers ever again. Yeah, they, they're going to have um, – can you imagine they just get Kuzma too? It's just literally the whole Laker team from last year on – Yeah. Hey, funny seeing you here. They're, they're, all, they're, they're all just like droopy and like, oh, this sucks. Did you like crocodile bites? <laughs> yeah, love them. Um, but, yeah, but, okay. Everyone's all on the Lakers bandwagon. Everyone's all up on their dick. It's a whole thing, right? Yeah. I mean, how can you not be, man? They're playing some really good basketball right now. Uh, when has Anthony Davis ever played over 60 games in his career? It's a good point. It's a good LeBron point. LeBron is oh. turning 35 in a couple months. The only players in NBA history that have more minutes than him are Carl Malone. The mailman. Usually, there should be more players on that list ahead of him, dude. And just Carl Malone. You can't beat Father Time. LeBron is, and he will, and he's doing it. But like we said before, there's players, and they play, they play, they play, and then all of a sudden, you're like, oh fuck, he can't play no more. So, How much more of LeBron does he have to be a not even like a role player, like? He needs to be the number one guy in the playoffs for this team to win a championship. So that's where I think you're wrong. So that's where I think you're wrong on that point. And it's going to answer your questions like regarding Anthony Davis and LeBron here is when has Anthony Davis ever had played it with a player like LeBron? When has he had a person to take the focus off of him? So he's not just getting beat up every game and, has to, has to be that number one guy. Even though he's putting up those number one guy numbers still, mm-hmm. he doesn't have to be that guy. And also, that same point kind of goes to LeBron. When has LeBron had like a big man like this that he can go to? No, you're right. This is his best team. All I'm saying is you don't be father time and LeBron's first real injury in his career was last year when he missed – like what, the twenty plus games for that groin injury at Christmas? Ah, uh, but but I I think uh, he was milking that one a little bit. That I'm team sure stuck. It was, but he still was his first real injury. The guy's fucking Iron Man. Yeah, played eighty two games. Robert Downey Jr. Iron Smith Man. ruined Game One of the Finals for him. <laughs> that was the best. Like you know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't know, dude. How much longer can he do this? Literally. 
Melo's fighting for a spot in the NBA. I know, and LeBron's still like the number one. He's averaging a triple double. Dwayne Wade's gone. Bosh is gone. LeBron's playing until his son gets in the league. There's no doubt in my mind that's what he that's his plan. That's his plan, but does his son make it in the league? That's a boring fucking prediction. I don't know. Isn't his son like one of the top ranked players? He's a freshman. Top ranked freshman. I don't know. Fuck off. Enough of this. Enough of this. If I get to scroll through Twitter and find a fucking Ronnie James highlight one more time, I'm going to freak out. Not a fan, huh? Well, just like get off his dick already. Like the kids, he's 13. Yeah, that, yeah. It makes, I mean, it's tough because like, you know, with with social media, like as prominent as it is now, it's going to happen. We're going to be seeing these videos all the time now. Like, look what happened with Zion, right? right. You know, like, dude was just flying through the gym in high school. You know, everyone knew about him. Yeah. But, yeah, man, so what are your final thoughts on this Laker team? How far can they go, and what do you think is their missing piece right now? So, yeah, I was trying to play devil's advocate here. I love them. They're fun to watch. They play like they're fucking into it, which I'm shocked. Because usually yeah. LeBron teams don't care until, like, February. Yeah. So, like, they're into it. They, like, they kind of run. Like, they're all, like, playing defense. I think the only thing they have to be scared about is potential injuries to those two. Gotcha. I agree. I, I feel the same way. They're definitely, you know, they they're kind of got that Showtime Laker thing back, right? Where you know they're fun to watch. They're like throwing alley oops to each other, and it, it's fun. But I do think that they're that one. They're just one piece away. I'm not sure what that piece is. Could be like more of you know that ball dominant point guard, just to kind of take some you know some of that pressure off of LeBron. See, honestly, I think if anything, they go wing. You need a wing defender for the playoffs. Okay. They got to throw anything they can at Iguodala. Well, that was the whole thing, right? Like, he was going to go there. That's where he wanted to go if he got bought out, right? Yep. We'll see. We'll see if it happens. Right now, where do they end up in the West? I think two. Two. Behind? Clippers. Oh, really? Okay. What do you think? I'm thinking two. I don't know who one is, but I don't think it's the Clippers because I don't think Paul George or Kawhi are going to play enough games for them to win enough in the regular season. That's a good point. That's a good point. Because Kawhi played, what, 65 games this year on Toronto? He's not going to up the games this year. Yeah, I think Kawhi's even said that he doesn't want to play more than 70 games. Yeah. So, so like, and George hasn't played a, a lot. Like, they're a good team. Yeah. I'm going to tell my boss that I don't want to work more than six hours a day. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? Yeah. I'll hey, sign man. this huge contract, but I don't want to play more than 70 games. Load management. Load management. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> All right, buddy. Any final thoughts before we uh, kick it off to Nellie, Murphy, Lee, and P. Diddy? I just want to say, your. 2019 number one 
ranked NBA offense, New York Knicks put up 143 points tonight. <laughs> Hello! Oh, Mitchell Robinson, MVP. 